This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. I'm going to start this podcast today. Jerry, you're eating an orange pepper. How about that? Which I wanted to ask you, because uh, when I go into the store to get a pepper, yeah, there are various colors. There's red peppers, there's green peppers, there's yellow peppers, yeah, and then there's the rare orange pepper. Yeah. Do they taste any different? Of course they do. Seriously? Seriously. Like, if I gave you a red pepper or a green pepper, you could tell the difference? Yes. I don't think I could. I can tell the difference between an orange and a yellow pepper. All right. But red, much, I don't know if sweet's the right word, much different. Like green is like almost bitter. Because they're different. Uh, they, they, um, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I don't know. They are different sleep. prices. Sure. In yeah. the store. The orange ones are more expensive. Yeah. The green ones are the, cause I, I guess the green ones aren't ripe. Green is the cheapest. Right. Then red. Not, and then orange and yellow are the more expensive ones. Again, orange and yellow, I can't tell the difference between the two. They taste the same to me. Red, to me, is different than green for sure. I think I prefer red pepper. Red, to me, is the best one. The juiciest of the peppers? Uh, no, no, the orange one's pretty juicy, too. Yeah. But tasty, I like the red one. I like the one where you could get the variety pack where you get one yeah. yellow, one green, one red, one orange. That's what we get at uh, at Costco. A little pricey, though, for the variety pack. Yeah, I mean. Even it, just one of each pepper. Not at Costco. Like $8. We get, but we get six of them. You get two orange, two yellow, and two red. There's no nice. green. And they're really, they're all, I think it's six bucks. They're great. There you go. So they're, yeah. All right. I'll pick you up one next time. Probably not, actually. Now Probably not. It. Yeah. Did you see this? Uh, anytime I see podcast news, Jerry, I'm very interested in it. We know, of course, that Joe Rogan signed a deal with uh, Spotify. Yeah. For like $150 million. I know. We should have taken that call. I mean. Yeah. We were like, Spotify, what? I know. Boy, we made a mistake there. Go I was like, I got to go. <laughs> uh, now there's a podcast that came from the Barstool family called... I they have a million podcasts. They have many of them. There's, there's one called Call Her Daddy. Okay. It has signed with Spotify as an exclusive. Oh, yeah. For $60 million for a three-year deal. Wow. This podcast, yeah. But So they're not part of Barstool anymore? I guess not. Although my guess is that Barstool got a payout in this. Damn. 60 million bucks. And I will say this. When this podcast first came out, Call Her Daddy. 
You've heard this? Uh, no, I, I I don't like it. Okay. So it was originally two, you know, very pretty, sexy girls mm-hmm. talking about sex and stuff. Okay. And I thought, this is generic. Like, this is just two. They found hot chicks to talk dirty. Okay. And, and it worked. We're above that. Apparently not. Not for $60 million. <laughs> In fact, I even wrote at the time when Barstool put this out that this was going to fail. Wow. I responded to it. I was like, this has got no chance of working. This, And yeah. $60 million. Yes. I'd say it didn't fail. Now, the two girls had a falling out a year or so ago. So it's not the same two? And the one girl left. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So this one girl, Jerry, she's in her 20s, I think. And she is now got a three-year, 20 mil a year deal. How do you monetize that? I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. I mean, I would think to do that, you better be bringing in at least 25 a year. My Spotify bill better not go up. You know what? Don't be surprised. I think these places are... It's just like like we had heard what JJ was getting paid to go to uh, the ringer. I actually never heard what he was getting paid. I mean, I had an idea I got in my confirmed. head. You did. It's more than more than you would imagine for how many downloads it okay. probably gets. So this is this comes back to the conversation I'll always have with you. If you got offered the same deal, you got to think about it, don't right. you? You do. Even though you have no idea who's listening, when, right. or if anyone. But you have to worry also about disappearing, and then when that contract ends that you're on. Well, that's why you have to save your do money. You go? Right. And know that you're making a year's you know, five years paying a year or whatever the case may be. I don't know what he's making. Um, but wow. Okay. I'm going to motion to you, Jerry, how much he's making. And this has been confirmed. This is a contractor per year. Per year. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know if I leave for that. Right. Because it's great. But if it only lasts for two years. It's good. It's not. I don't know that I. It's not twenty million dollars. Call no. her daddy. No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah. Hey, good for him. That's awesome. Hey, good for you. Yes, good for him. That's. But I, I don't. I just don't know where the money comes from. So Jerry, see if you could get us a meeting with Spotify. Right. All right. Will you take less than twenty million a year? I would. I would. Because that's only ten for each of us. Uh, I would consider taking less than twenty million dollars a year, Jerry, to All do right. a podcast. Who do we Spotify. call? I'm. I know my Spotify bill is going to go up. It has to. <sighs> although. All these... I, although I will say. This is the one thing about companies like Netflix and Spotify. Yeah. They're printing money. They are printing money. I mean, Spotify at at fourteen or fifteen dollars a month. How many users? How many? They have a lot of users. I mean, if you just had, let's say, they had a million users, and we know it's way more than that. You do the math. But I don't understand how they think something like the Call Her Daddy podcast is worth it. Is worth twenty million dollars a year for them. Um, I like, don't, are you going to get that many more subscribers to Spotify that were not going to be Spotify subscribers prior to Call Her Daddy coming I over there? I wouldn't think so. I, I don't know. It's a really good question, Al. I don't know. Because that, that money is ludicrous. Yeah. That is absolutely ludicrous. When you think about what we're talking about, it's a podcast. Again, now if you tell me that they've got, you know, Casamigos Tequila on board, Samsung on board... Ford automobiles on board, and they know that they're bringing in $25 million a year in advertising. I don't know how, but okay. But I don't know. How many, I mean, how many, 
they must get millions of downloads a week then, right? I guess so. But it's just weird in that when you look at the money for these deals and you say, how do they recoup that? Like the Howard Stern thing, when he first went to Sirius, it made sense to me. Yeah, right? for sure, yeah. They needed something to get people to sign up. Yes. Spotify has every... I know there are some songs that are not available, but they essentially have every Almost artist, everything. every song, every album available. Yeah. That's why people go there. Right, and I can't imagine ever canceling it as long as they still provide that. That's but why I, I signed up. If I didn't already have that, is the Call Me Daddy podcast going to make me sign up? I guess... I guess so. Well, I guess what their feeling is, if they've got a million downloads per episode, that they think they're going to draw in another million people. And at $14 a month, there's another $14 million a month they make. I don't know that all those people are going to do that. And plus, how many of them already have Spotify? Right. I don't know. This is so weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't understand. I don't know. So weird. Then the other thing. What's fascinating, too, what's that? is you're talking about a podcast that's going to make $20 million a year. I've never heard of it, and I'm in the business. Right. That's, that's uh, fascinates me. Yes. The whole thing that. And, and, the Dan Lebitard thing fascinates right. me. Right. Like, like, I, I put that on the other day. I saw, hey, Dan Lebitard live on YouTube. And I'm sure there are other ways. I'm not stupid. I'm sure it's pod- podcasted and all that. All right. But they got a huge deal to go do their show wherever the hell it is. And part of it is their own YouTube channel. I put it on the other day. It had 2,000 viewers. 2,000. Not 202,000. Not 2 million. 2,000. 2,000 people watching it live. What was it? Okay. Yeah, I don't... There seems to be like... There's so many companies competing for content that if they've heard of it, and it has some success, even if it's a little bit of success, they want to overpay to get it. What are we doing? I don't know. Why is no one overpaying us? <laughs> <laughs> this used to drive Craig, and I'm probably sure it used to drive Craig crazy when he would hear, like, Colin Coward got a $10 million a year for his radio show. Craig would yeah. be like, who? Like, Skip Bayless. Wh- right. Shannon Sharp. Who's watching that? I don't know. Like we are, we know who they are. We know who's absolutely. Skipping. But but how many people are actually watching it, and then how many people just see a clip of it? Yes, because I don't know how many people are home to be watching these shows live. That's like you used to play all the clips from like uh, you know Dan Patrick, his guests. Yeah, no one was hearing that. I guess or not. watching but it. He's certainly getting paid like they are. But right, they would circulate in clip form. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. I don't know. I what don't if we know. just did this, but as clips. You just put out, we just, we don't do a podcast anymore, Jerry. We do clips. Yeah, I mean, we could do that, but I mean, those other ones you're talking about, they get a lot of attention when guests say something newsworthy. Right. You know, Skip Bayless gets attention because he's a moron. And for whatever reason, people like to make fun of him. What people don't realize is that's making him rich. The more you make fun of him and talk about him, the more money he makes. Yeah. You know, what was, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. There's not another word for it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. Like when we talk about if you had, would you rather have a job, a 10-year deal where you were making, uh, let's say, $100,000, just to use round numbers, $100,000 a year for 10 years, so a million dollars. Sure. Or did you want to make 
$300,000 a year, but you have no contract. And maybe, maybe you're done after that 300,000. Sure. And while you're earning that 300,000, you're somewhere where no one hears you. So you're now irrelevant when you come out of your $300,000 contract. Yeah. I mean, social media helps you keep your name at least out there a little bit, but relevant is the word. If no one's hearing you, while they may see you once in a while, oh, he's still doing that? Okay, fine. No one's hearing you. I mean, I, it's – so Let's. here's a good example. All right. And he's more than relevant because he does have mainstream stuff. But, like, Adam Shine went to Sirius 15 years ago. He's made a boatload of money. Not only that, he parlayed that into a CBS Sports Network TV show at night. I love sports. I don't watch it. You know, no offense to Adam, but I don't. That time of night, I'm not usually in front of the TV. I don't know how many viewers he has. Here's what I know. If he was doing afternoons here at the fan, you know, if he got the job prior to Craig, and I think he had a chance to do afternoons I had heard he didn't want it. I wasn't going to go there, but yes, I know. <laughs> right. Because you know yeah. what? That's actual, you have to show up and get ratings. Well, for whatever reason that he said no, here's what I know. Had he done afternoons here, you are a you are a New York sports celebrity in the, in that time slot, like Mike and Chris were, like Craig and Evan are. You know, Craig is and Evan's becoming. And I mean, there are two time slots in New York that you become a really big deal around here. Now he's done great. You tell me, you want the fa- you want the fame or do you want the cat? Because he's I'm telling you, Al, he has made a lot of money. He's also written for Yahoo. And he's done the NFL uh, inside the NFL on Showtime, so he may not be, and maybe he's well known around the country in football circles. I don't know, but he's not as well known in New York as he would have been. But I guarantee you, he's pulling down a solid seven-figure salary. You tell me what you would do. A lot of money, yeah. and he's got probably no financial issues whatsoever. His future's probably set. Right, and what is his total number daily of listeners slash viewers? Right, now I'll come back to Small the next number, question. Probably. Does it even matter? Yeah, I mean, because I... I'll put the same scenario in your head. Forget 300000 800000 a year, and very little buzz about what you're doing, and at times you're going to feel like, is what I'm doing even matter? Kind of what we've talked about with, as they like call it, the upside down. But it's $800,000 a year. Could you motivate yourself for that paycheck? $800,000 a year is a lot of money. Yes. But, yeah. It's a lot. Yes. And if that goes bye-bye in three years, you've made a ton. Right. I don't know. It is it is something I think you got to think long and hard about. Hi. Like, would you rather make seven hundred thousand dollars a year and work at Sirius, or five hundred thousand dollars a year and work at Afternoon Drive on the Fan? Oh, the latter. The Fan. Yeah. Even though it's two hundred grand less a because, year. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because five hundred thousand to me, it's like the athlete that's you know trying to pinch for every penny. You get to a certain point, you're making a lot of money. It, yes, it makes a difference, but you can live quite nicely on $500,000 a year. Right, and you're and, giving and taking some of that. What you're saying, like, can you stay motivated to do a show no one's listening for to? For sure. Yeah. 
and I'm doing New York sports, which is what I'm into. Right. You go to Sirius. I love Sirius. I used to work. I did the NFL channel um, for about three years or so. And it's, it's actually really cool over there. But you're doing national stuff, and you really got to keep up on a lot. I've always told you, I feel like we got to keep up on too much here. I would love to just focus on one team or one sport would be tremendous. Over there, it's, my God, unless you're working for MLB or the NFL, if you're just doing, like, Mad Dog Radio over there, like, your lead story on Tuesday could be the San Francisco Giants six-game winning streak, and then on Wednesday, the lead story could be, for real, could be the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not into that. So, to me, I'd much prefer, I'd take the lesser pay for sure. If it was that much money, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It is weird that we're just now getting to the point with podcasts where they're trying to go exclusive so that you, you, because right now it's like the podcasts are all sort of, you can get them everywhere, right? Yeah. Wherever podcasts are heard. Yeah, wherever, exactly, wherever podcasts are heard. But now with the Spotify stuff, it looks like they're going to start trying, and if they're going to start doing it, other places are going to start doing it too. Yeah, you would think, usually follow the leader. Yeah, maybe we'll get in with one of these competitors, Jay. Uh, we work for Odyssey. So they'll probably not let us do an exclusive I deal doubt with it. Spotify. I don't All think right. so. Uh, unless we split some of the money with them. <laughs> I don't know that that would be. I can do that, Jerry. I, I for can 60 million, million, I'm in. Yeah, we'll split some cash with you. So you have what? You have uh, The big ones are Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And then what's in a, I know Google has podcasts, but to me, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess iHeart has their right. own group of, uh, but that's all like that's the like Odyssey iHeart stations. Ours. Right. Right. Odyssey and iHeart are the radio stations, the radio station groups. Right. Plus their own added individual podcasts. But then they all are available on Apple Everywhere. Podcasts or, but, you know, yeah. But like our podcast from Odyssey is not available on Spotify. Right. Because they haven't done a deal with them. I guess there's, it's just, you know, it's it's very confusing for people, for listeners who are trying to figure out podcasts who have not delved into that yet. Yeah, sure. It's confusing for? It's confusing for me. Yeah. Like, I don't even get it sometimes. But Yeah, but it is frustrating paying the Spotify monthly fee and then getting commercials in these podcasts. Oh, by the way, they're double dipping. Maybe I got to check out this Call Her Daddy podcast. Well, for $60 million, there's got to be something cool in it. Although people did sort of, when I've talked, there there were people that used to talk to me about the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Like, you got to listen to Joe Rogan podcast. And I'd look at it and be like, I'm not listening to a three-hour podcast or I don't care. I'm not interested. And now I am interested. When I go back to those people now and say, hey, I've been listening. Remember you told me about They're Joe Rogan? They're on to the next thing. They are anti-Joe Rogan <laughs> because he went to Spotify as wow. an exclusive deal. Oh, that's funny. And they feel like it was a sellout move. Yeah, but here's the but here's the problem with those people. Yeah, they would all do the same thing. Oh yes. Come on, I hate. That's what I hate about judgmental people. Like, don't throw stones, man. Oh, I would never go there. Okay, hold on. Here's the check. Oops, see ya. <laughs> so right, exactly. That's true, right? It's true for a lot of people. A lot of people like to complain what they about what they don't have because they can't have it, or they like to look at. And we do this uh, probably when we're younger with bands we like, right? You don't want them to sell out because it somehow makes them less cool. Yeah. So like Joe Rogan was just a guy in his house, in a room in his house doing this podcast. Now he moved to Texas. He got all this money. He built a huge studio. He's like Wayne's World. Yeah. Now it's not. A, now it's not. Now it's not just 
a guy doing a pot. I was talking to somebody who was told me they listened to this the, the JJ podcast on the Ringer. Okay, and the, the audio sounds like crap. It sounds like somebody in his basement. Like he might just be we, recording it on his phone. But why? It's not. We're not paying the check. So weird, right? I mean, yeah. if we're not writing that check and paying that money. What do we but care? if I was right, right, but I, right, that's on them. But I also get I get so thrown off by the sound of a podcast, sure. which I don't think younger people do because I, I grew up on radio, yeah, and listening to professional radio. So when I hear like tinny audio or crappy audio, I get so annoyed. I, I, have get, to shut I it ask. Off. I should ask my son. Yeah, if he's into the JJ podcast, because I would think he knows about the Ringer. I, maybe he, maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but he's into all these, you know. Like, he knows Lebetard. I'm like, you, why? He goes, and it comes back to what you said. He watches clips of it. Yeah. You know, he'll put clips of Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on. Not that he's watching it often, but he does. He finds it all on YouTube. So I should find out if he does listen to JJ. Yeah. I find it interesting that he does listen to Craig and Evan, which is good. Yeah, see what? Ask him what podcasts he's listening yeah, to. Yeah, I, I will. I don't, but I don't think he listens to podcasts. I think he watches YouTube clips. Or of watches, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And whatever clips, like he watches, I have seen him watch. He's got a, uh, I've seen him watch the Twitter video clips of this show and, and Craig and Evan a lot. Well, that's how I first got, got into the Joe Rogan thing. I mean, I know I'm very late to the party with that, but yeah. it was clips on YouTube. Here's a, you know, a four minute clip on something. I was right. like, oh, and then when I heard it, I was like, this seems like an interesting conversation. I do enjoy it. I just, I do find I can't get past. I, I, I watched almost or listened to the almost the entire Demi Lovato one, almost the entire Neil deGrasse Tyson one. I just find it's too. Yeah, after long. like an hour and a half, I'm struggling. Like once to work and back, I'm like, ah, I put this on again. Right. I want to move on to Jesus. another topic. Yeah. A lot, and the fact that they sit there for that long is a. We struggle to get a guest on and ask them for fifteen minutes. This guy's got people coming in for three hours. Yes, it's it's amazing. And to coming me. to Texas now to on do it on top of it, right? I wonder if Spotify pays to fly they people might. in. They, for what they're paying him, they might. Maybe he put that in his deal. I know they try to do it around a a person coming to Texas to do a speaking engagement, a concert, stand up, right. Makes sense. And then try to get them around there. But I guarantee you that if there were bigger name people that were willing to do it, they would fly them in. Would not surprise me. Because yeah. he gets big name people. Yeah. So, hmm. no, we got to up our game. All right, Jerry, step your game up starting tomorrow. We're going to go, uh, we want to sell gotta, this uh, podcast for $60 million. Got to be honest. Right now, we just like an extra 10 bucks a day to do the warm-up show. Let's do $10 a day. <laughs> Start there, and then we'll renegotiate if it's uh, if it's successful. Let's do the warm-up show, Jerry. That is next. So... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't Oh, we get an extra minute with Marco Belletti here. 502, what do you say we do it? The warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank. Your bank for today, for tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Hello, Eddie Scazzeri, how are you doing? Uh, alongside the man, the myth, the legend, his name is Al Kevin Dukes. What's up, dude? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, so, the Islanders kind of ruined the night. It could have been a perfect New York night. It was not. Could have been a perfect New York evening with the Nets win, the Mets win, the Yankees win, and the Islanders lost 2-1. to one. I did this. This was a new one for me. All right. So I decided I was going to bet the Nets. And I went, uh, I did so about at whatever time. It was 6.30, 6.45. But I was tired. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of watching the first half and then watching the second half in the morning, I could feel my eyes were heavy. I knew I was going to make it. Set my alarm for like 9, I figure what it was, 9.46 or something. Fell asleep, woke up, started the second half. You woke up, you went to sleep at what time? I probably was asleep by 7.05. And you set an I alarm s- for 9.46? Yes, only because it was, I get up at 2.46 every morning. Um, so I just made it 9 p.m., 9.46. Woke up right around there. Uh, by the time I got the TV on, I'm like, wow, they're getting blasted. And I almost turned it off. I really almost turned it off and went back to bed. Hung with it. It was a great, it was an awesome second half. So when you turned it on, they, they were down by 17 they or were somewhere down, in that ballpark? I think they were down 16 when I turned, maybe right. 15, something like that. And I watched it, and it was that fourth quarter was awesome. It so was you, tremendous. So you stayed up to the till the end of that game? Yeah, and then went back to sleep. Oh, my goodness. And that for, for, it's interesting because I was slightly concerned when I turned the TV off. I'm like, mm, I don't. I might be up a while. I'll pass right now. <laughs> so it was pretty good. A little split sleep, which I don't usually do. I haven't done that in a long time. Remember, I used to do those videos for Cinesport back yeah, in the day. You used to do the I split used, sleep. That's shift what I used all to time. do. I'd go to bed at seven, get up at ten, record, you know, highlight voiceovers, and I go back to bed at one for a couple of hours. So I went back to my old days last night. It worked out well, and you're happy you did so. I am because that the fourth quarter, like Durant, and the the whole game was fine for him. Well, the first quarter was horrible, but the fourth quarter was out. I mean, it did twenty points in the fourth quarter. Did you watch any of the highlights, at least? The Nets highlights, I did. Yeah, I watched a bunch of the highlights, Jerry. I no, for real. Like Kevin did, Durant score 49 points. Did it was you, very exciting. You didn't, did you? No. Okay. Well, he had a three-pointer. They were down, I think they were down one, with about a minute to go. He makes a three-pointer out. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, let me ask you this, Jerry, because I see that James Harden played uh, – 46 out of 48 minutes. I know. But he had only five points. What was he doing out there? Well, so he was having trouble shooting is what he was doing. But he was handling the ball. Was he I a thought, decoy? I don't think he was a decoy because he played 46 minutes. My thought was when I heard he went from, so the show ends, and then we find out the Nets upgrade Harden from out to doubtful. And it's basically he's going to go to shoot around and test out the hamstring. And then you find out throughout the course of the day, he went to the Nets and said, I want to play. So they let him test it out at shoot around, and then before the game, and he looked fine. He was really rusty. He didn't have his shot, but he played 46 minutes. His passing, though, was especially in the second half, was outstanding. And I'll tell you another thing. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm a Buck fan, this Budenholzer guy who looks homeless, number one, number two, let me how, look at him. explain this to me. How do you not double-team Kevin Durant? Especially, Jerry, with all those points. I'd be like, who's covering Durant? My God. I'm not saying there weren't a few times they did, but for the most part, he's he's one-on-one, and he's going to win the matchup almost every time, as he did last night. What is this guy's name you want me to look at? Buchenholzen? 
Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer. There it is. B U. Oh, you got it. Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> not Buchenholzer. <laughs> oh, he's not a player, Jerry. He's a coach. That's what I said. He looks homeless. He doesn't shave. He's a little disheveled. He's a lot disheveled. But he does wear a suit. Uh, no, he wasn't in a suit last night. On this photo. He's he's he does look good though. I mean he's he puts the polo on. He doesn't look bad, but he looks he looks disheveled. That's a good word for it. Do NBA guys not wear uh, the suits anymore? They, they haven't been when they went to the bubble. Ever since that happened last year, oh, they, I mean bubble. hell in the bubble, Al, they were wearing like the warm up suits. You know the sweat top. The and coaches the, were in the bubble. They were yes. They got not lazy after them. the coronavirus. And so they've come back this year, and they're, they're very casual with their look. Yeah, I don't so like that. So it's definitely changed. I don't either. I actually like the suit. I like the coach. A, I like my NBA head coaches in suits. You want the Pat Riley look? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I agree. It looks good. I want all my coaches in suits. Tom Landry style in the NFL. I'd and the hat. suits and the hat fedora. I think Dan Reeves was the last one to do it on a consistent basis. To wear the suit? Yeah, I think so. Class. I th- yeah, it looks great. I agree. It says total class to me when I see that. Total. And the other thing I would tell you from last night, and we move on since you didn't watch it, the crowd, you just said you didn't. You assumed that. <laughs> you just told you me. You assumed that based on my response. <laughs> Which was, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> um, the crowd at Barclays Center, and Sarah Kustak even said it on the postgame show, she said probably the loudest crowd she's heard there in all her years now with the Nets. Did so. we chant any F words at all, or was it not a that nice, I know clean it. broadcast? I, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. I saw Evan was too excited to even do a Nets instant reaction podcast. Really? Which I thought was a bad job by him. That but is we, a bad job. We expect these podcasts uh. to be there on a big win or a big loss. You got to do it. I agree. And why would you not do one after last night? He said he was too emotionally spent. Was he crying? Oh, is that oh. possible? That Evan was crying for tears of joy? Yeah. Like, was I guess he sobbing? Possible. Like what if he said he was emotionally spent? I saw his Twitter because someone asked, like, "Where's the well, instant listen, reaction podcast?" I'll tell you this: whether you, even if you don't like basketball, just as a sports fan, that game once the Nets got all the way back, it wasn't like they got back, took the lead, and ran away from the Bucks. That game was back, and for matter of fact, Giannis, how do you say his last and name? Tom Yeah, him. Um, you know, down one in the final uh, thirty, whatever it was, final thirty seconds. He gets a pass. He's wide. He just drops the ball. Goes through his legs. Turn it over, and they fouled Durant. Like that game was hanging in the balance the entire fourth quarter. So I could see Evan being emotionally spent. My concern is that he was sobbing uncontrollably. So someone wrote to Evan: Is there really not going to be an instant reaction pod to this game? And Evan wrote: Not tonight. I'm emotionally fried. But tune in tomorrow at two. Stick right. my hands down, down my. Oh. Well, you know what that is? It's a good promo for the show. Maybe Craig told him, don't do an instant reaction podcast. Do you think Craig called him like Craig said he was going to call him yes. when the game was over? Yes. You think they spoke? I do. Or do you think Anthony called him? <laughs> Little Anthony? <laughs> yes. I bet you Craig told him, don't do an instant reaction podcast. You got to save it for the show. Oh, it could be. Okay. Interesting. It could be. Good point. If that's the case, then we leave Evan alone. Maybe he wasn't sobbing. Hmm. Emotionally fried, though. Not emotionally spent, Jerry. He emotionally was emotionally fried. Fried. I will say this, and then we'll move on, because I know you don't want to talk about this anymore. I love the Nets uh, play. I love playoff basketball. It, it really was fun. And this goes back to the whole Durant, Harden, Irving thing, and people hate them because the three got together. 
with Irving out, and I have no idea how much time he's going to miss. And I kind of said this, alluded to this yesterday. And Harden, I didn't think was going to play. And the way he was last night, he was a piece of that game. And him going out there was great. But this was more about um, Jeff Green. Even Blake Griffin was good. Shamit made some big shots in the second half. The Durant narrative, if he can get this team to the conference finals with Harden on one leg, or not 100% and no Irving, to me, I don't know, man. The guy is he is so much fun to watch. To me, it changes a little bit. I think it's cool, too, seeing on Twitter the reaction from other world-class athletes sure. when somebody performs well in another sport. Yeah. Right? So I saw a lot of NFL guys, uh, other NBA players who are now out of uh, the playoffs. Right. That's cool to see. I saw LeBron, even. Yeah, LeBron. And that's, you know, there's a lot of people that will say Durant's the best player on the planet right now. And for LeBron to stand up and say the things he said, it's pretty cool. Patrick Mahomes always gets in on the mix on these. Uh, when, is this true? When these are other big games going on, yeah, he's always tweeting. He's into it. He's into it, Jerry. Well, that's cool, man. And then what happened with the Lightning game, Lightning Islanders? Why did the uh, Islanders lose 4-2? to two? Well, because the Lightning scored four goals. They only scored two of them. I saw and that. So that's a 4-2. Now, the Lightning scored, I think it was their second goal. They had an extra man on the uh, on the ice. Should have been a penalty. The refs blew it. So yes. I know Barry Trotz was very upset about that, and rightly so. Uh, the refs kind of blew that one, and I didn't see this game. Yeah. Um, for as you know, I was watching the basketball game. The refs ruined it. Uh, but that's that seems reading. to be that was a big swing goal. Yeah. So you know it's disappointing because now here's the thing about the Islanders. They did what they had to do last. If they would have won last night, my goodness. How about this? I heard. Um, well, I read it this morning. The Lightning have now won. 12 straight games in the playoffs after a loss. Like, they have not lost back-to-back playoff games in however many seasons it is now. Interesting. I'm going to remember that because if the Lightning beat them next game Thursday night, I'm going to take the light. I'm going to take the Lightning the next game. You, you mean if the Islanders win the next if game, the you'll Islanders take the Lightning. If the Islanders win, beat the Lightning there you next go. game, sure. then I'm going to take the Lightning the following in game. In game four. Right. Yeah, though that was interesting. That, that team, you talk about bouncing back. That's a big number. So we got another big Thursday night then coming up. We got a little rest tonight with just Mets Yankees. But check this out, Jerry. DeGrom and Cole, and Cole. tonight. Yeah, we That's get that a lot. That's a big lot. baseball night. It is. Yeah, it is. Then tomorrow night, Yankees, Mets, Lightning Islanders in uh, Long Island, and Nets in Milwaukee. Are the is the Met game tomorrow though? Isn't that is that a day game as they close question, out a Jerry. four game series with the Cubs? I know tonight's a seven ten game. Yes, but let me I'm check aware the of that. Just Google it. I would, well, I'm going to use the. I would app be surprised instead. if that's a night game. That it's would a be, night game. Is it really? Yeah, seven ten. And the Yankees Blue Jays also a night game. Let me check that, Jerry. Let me go to the other one. Uh, yes, also a night game. Man, so there and the net. Uh, okay. And, yeah, I mean yep. it's disappointing just because you want to watch as much as you. Well, not you. I'm sorry. Jerry, Most of us to, want to watch as much as we can. I try to take in as much sports as I can at night. Which uh, which ID channel documentary did you I watch I finished night? watching up the Sniper <laughs> series. Well, I guess there's still more episodes to go. Well, that was a wild uh, story, the uh, DC Sniper. Yeah, you were telling us yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I recommend it. It's on the Vice channel. It's amazing to me, honestly, that you can watch that and then go to sleep. Yeah, Like, I'd be freaked out. No, I need to. I watch uh, some sort of uh, Gina's murder. Gina's right. There's something wrong with you. And then I go right to bed. Like, that should calm you down. Yeah, it relaxes me. That should freak you, especially you who's got so many things that 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 
worry you? Yep. That cause you anxiety? Someone shooting people. Oh, now I can rest easy. Yes. Yeah. Let me go. Let me just. How does that make any sense? The only thing I can't watch and then go right to sleep is things involving haunted ghosts and things like that. Because you're afraid of the dark then at yeah. that point? Because then I'm afraid, what if there's a ghost in here? But at this point, you are comfortable with where you are, where you live. Yes, but I don't know what, you know, these took these, these towns are are old towns. Now, my condo I'm in is, is uh, I think, was built in 1990, but I don't know what was on that land before there. It could be an old Indian burial ground. Then what? So you worry about the spirits, Haunted perhaps. Spirits, Jerry. I understand. That's the great Bruce Springsteen you know you could, saying, spirits you know what, in the night. You know what you could try and do? What's that? You could just watch some baseball. Or you could have watched the Nets. Yes. Or not. KD. Uh, Whoa. When we come back, something that really bothered me with the Yankee game. And it's actually something I think you will appreciate. Interesting, Like you've changed me in a way. That's quite a tease. Yeah. Let's get to that. But did you know that condo that I'm worried about uh, being haunted if, uh, if I watch scary movies at night? Yeah, what about it? I bought it last year, Jerry. It's already worth more than I paid for it. Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. You deserve to make money on your investment. Carney was my bank of choice and made the entire mortgage process very easy. You want to go with someone you can trust and actually get on the phone when you have questions. I trust them and you can too. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. All right, quick break. On the other side, we will get to what I'm discussing with the Yankees. Uh, They did win last night, as did the Mets. More to come as well on the Nets. The Islander lost. Pretty good night. Three out of four, one. We'll get to that and more Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, let's talk more rock. All right, 522. It is the warm-up show on a, what is today, Wednesday? Today's a Wednesday, Jerry. All right, that means we're midweek. That's not too bad. Good night, Nets win. Tremendous performance by Kevin Durant. Mets won, Yankees, Islanders did lose. One thing about the Yankee game, so this is what I said before the break, and this kind of goes to you. So you turn on a game. And I know if there's no one behind home plate, you have trouble watching it because you hate the atmosphere. Correct. All right. The atmosphere in Buffalo is, is totally fine. The place is packed. All good. I have no issue with that. The lighting, I couldn't take this morning. Yes. Now, I didn't watch it last night. As I told you, I went to sleep. I woke up, watched the night game. So I watched I watched a lot in fast forward, if you will, this morning. The ninth inning was interesting, but whatever, or the eighth inning. It's hard to watch, though. I agree. Dark. Odd color. I mean, maybe the color scheme on the computer is not great, but it was just, I don't know, it was, it was distracting. It is. It's an odd stadium. The camera and that, angle weird. And I did see a lot of, it would, I don't know what their capacity and what they're allowed up there. I did see a lot of empty seats because I remember thinking, like, this is the New York Yankees. Yeah. You're it's Buffalo. In Buffalo. When are you, what are you ever going to get to see real Major League Baseball again? You got lucky with the coronavirus that you got some. That's a weird you way to put it, but I understand you what you're saying. You don't hear that a lot, Jerry. You got no. lucky with the coronavirus. 
uh, that you got baseball up there. So go to, I would think you'd go to the games. They yeah, I, be- I don't know the capacity for the stadium. I don't yeah. know how that went, but good win for them, though. For they needed it. They it were down 5-2 in that game. They were down 5-2. Uh, I see this Gittens fella, Jerry. He got his first big league hit, home yes. run. Yes, he did. Gary Sanchez. Actually, not only hit a home run, he almost hit it to the highway. Is that right? Yes. Oh, yeah, he hit it out of the stadium. Yeah. Now, out of the stadium was basically almost over the fence. But, I mean, it was it was 440 feet. Would you say that was Dave Kingman-like home run? I would say that was Dave Gittins? Kingman-like. Yes, Gittins. I would say that was Dave Kingman-like, yes. Gittins. I'm going to save it for Boomer and Geo. All right. But did you hear the Sterling call? I did not. For Gittens? Yes. Maybe I did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, because it wasn't very memorable. Is that right? I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I would have didn't remembered it, it if it was good. Gittins. I thought he was going to do something with kittens. Mm, like what? Gittins. I don't I that, uh, that, that I don't know. Pet your kittens. <laughs> There's uh-huh. Chris Gittens. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He wears batting gloves, not mittens. His name is Chris Gittens. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out something. What he came up with was not great. It was terrible. Yeah, not great. Mm. So, I don't know. I did see Gary Sanchez had a passed ball. Another another ball that uh, was high, but whoosh, sailed right over his glove. Now, I didn't see that play. Did you watch that play? I did. Did it look like a cross-up? No, it just looked like a, a pitch that sailed high and away, and it went off his glove. And but, he just missed it. And he just missed it. Okay, fair enough. How about the fact that the Yankees stole a base in this game? Good job by them. How about that? That the was Yankees, right. how about that? Tyler Wade pinch running, and then he steals second base. Now, yeah. he would have scored... I think he would have scored from first anyway on the if Frazier still doubles in that spot because it was down the line. But you know what? You get to second base, much easier to score on a base hit. Oh, that's another oh, thing. Oh. oh, oh, oh. So you are of the mindset, make them throw me out at home plate. Yes. Didn't go so well last night for the Cubbies, did it? No, it did not. Now, well, listen, it's a, for the most part, a play at the plate is going to go your way as a runner, I think. Because the throw could be cut off, the throw could be offline, the catcher could not catch the ball, could get there on a bad hop. There's a million things that could go wrong. Or it can go right and you could be thrown out by six feet. Right. Which is what happened to Jake Marisnik last night. Right. Which worked Boy, in, I thought the, about you a in lot the Mets' last favor. Night, or this morning, really. What happened? I thought about you and your baseball a lot yeah. this morning. The Yankees, just the game wasn't visually pleasing. Right. The Met game, when you got, you know, Pilar... To Gourmet, to McCann, Marisnik, sit down. And Keith Hernandez killing them on the broadcast. Going? Yeah, like, what are they doing? Yeah, because it was. But he ba- so the third if I was a Little coach, League coach, Jerry, I would send every kid from third to home. That's Little League. This is Major League Baseball. The third base coach is basically waving him on. And Hernandez thought he ran through a stop sign because he was out by so much. And then they have. That's where SNY is great. They had the overhead shot that they gave you right after. And they show you the third base coach. He's waving Marisnik home. As he's turning third, the ball's already into Gourmet. Like, are you even watching the play? And if they don't do that, you've got second and third, one out. Fly ball, you tie the game. So it was a bad job by them, you're saying. A terrible by job. The Cubs. Oh, well, a nice job by Pilar and Gourmet and McCann. Horrible job and decision-making by the Cubs. How about my main man, Taiwan Walker, Jerry? It's pretty good. 12 Ks. His, you realize he's got an ERA of like 2.12? Yeah, he'd be the dominant Mets pitcher if it wasn't for Jacob deGrom. You think he's got glue on his hands? Glue? You know, this this uh, tack stuff. Tiger tack or whatever spider else. tack? Whatever it is, yes. No, not I my don't man either. Taiwan Walker. He's doing well, man. He lo- And how about the fact that he's 4-0 at City Field now? How about that? When are they going to start checking these pitchers? 
I believe the 21st they can start or they're going to start. Today's 16th. Yeah. All right, so Garrett Cole should get it all. He should <laughs> sticky himself up tonight. Spider tack your face off yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, I think if they see something, they can still if, say something. If you see something, say something. Yeah, I mean, I think they can, but I don't think they're going to check every pitcher until the 21st. Got it. Now, uh, Garrett Cole's pitching against some fellow named Ross Stripling tonight. Ever hear of him, Jerry? I have. Is he any good? He's okay. Average? Yeah. So that's a loss for him tonight. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. We'll see. Let's see if the Yankees can back up their win and go back-to-back in a belly-to-belly. Let me ask you this then, Jerry. Jacob DeGrom pitches against a fellow named Robert Stock. Ever hear of him? No, and I <laughs> checked him out. I'm like, oh, good he must luck. be a rookie because he doesn't have many stats. He's like 30 years old. Is that right? And he hasn't pitched much, so... Journeyman minor leaguer, I guess. I never heard of him until this morning. What type of odds can I get for a parlay action taken to Grom and Cole? Not great. I mean, you'll get better odds than just picking one of the teams to win. But not great. Not going to be great. Now, if you want to make it great, go go run line. What does that mean? Pick them to win by a run and a half. What if I did this, Jerry? I take to Grom and Cole, and then I take a pitcher who... Is an underdog pitcher tonight, tonight on another team. You could do that. Humble that up. So we could have an Al Duke sure thing bet of the day. Yeah. Like my bet MGM one. Um you could do that. I would just you'd have to look at the I'd have to look at the uh the schedule for tonight. Like do you have anything in mind? Nope. No. I have no mind. You have- <laughs> well, I have nothing in mind. So you're going to go. No mind. So you want to go Yankees, Mets, just straight yeah. money line, just to win. Yeah, just to win. And then you want to add a third team. Let's see here. If I go to my handy dandy. Now, do I get better odds if I pick not just for the Mets and Yankees to win, but for Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom to be credited with the wins? Uh, that's that's more of a prop bet that you can probably find. Oh. Sure. And I would think that would be. And that's hard to do because. Jacob DeGrom does not, I'm saying the odds might be good for you on that because Jacob DeGrom does not always win. Right. Even though he pitches great. Jerry, they don't give many run support. I will give you one. Mm -hmm. You know what the problem with this is? If you lose, your bet's over by 4 o'clock. Yeah. I don't like that. The Marlins are going to be an underdog in St. Louis today. Sandy Alcantara's pitching. You like that? I do. Why? He's good. Sandy Alcantara? Yeah. That's a good one. Like, I think that would boost up your – I could be wrong, but I think that would boost up your your odds. Interesting. Uh, but if you want a night – well, there's a lot of day game. Oh, it's Wednesday. That's why. You want a night game? Um, boy, you want to go with some sort of an underdog. Boy, I don't – Underdogs. How about – I'll give you one. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, you know which – I'll tell you which one might be a good one, even yeah. though he's pitched great. But because of who he's opposing and where it is, the Phillies to win in L.A. tonight. Wheeler's pitching, but it's against Kershaw, and it's in L.A. That parlayed with the Mets and Yankees might give you good. You know what? I'm sure that's terrific odds. I'll tell you what we'll do. How about this? I will log into my BetMGM account right right now, and I will give you the odds for that. And straight money line for all three, right? That's what you want? Okay, so you go to the next story, and I will check this out for you. All right, Jerry, Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Tyler Glass now. He is a partial UCL tear and a flexor strain. Yeah. He is blaming Major League Baseball's crackdown on foreign substances as the cause. Yeah. Saying he's now had to avoid using rosin and sunscreen, and he hasn't had time to adjust properly 
and they injured him. Yeah, he's Is that true. I have, I don't know. I I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I've never I was never a pitcher, but in all my years around baseball, I've never used any type of substance. I've always just thrown the ball. I don't know any pitchers that use this stuff because I never played at high at a high enough level, so I don't know. What he says seems to make a little bit of sense because he basically said his last time out, not the not the start uh, a few days ago when he came out when he wasn't feeling right, but his start against the Nationals, he said he pitched great. But when he woke up the next day, that was the first game. He said, all right, fine. We can't use this stuff. I'll go cold turkey, nothing. He said he pitched great, but he was squeezing the ball so hard, which to me doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me, but okay. When he woke up, he was feeling pains in his arm he didn't know he had from areas in his arm he didn't uh, wasn't aware would bother him. And then when he went out and pitched the second game again with nothing, it just, and now he finds out. He, so he 100% believes the fact that he literally just had to throw a baseball is what hurt him because he was squeezing the ball so hard. Now, he had the, in his little Zoom thing, he was showing the motion. Like, if you squeeze, you're compressing all these muscles. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I don't know. a partial UCL tear, does that keep him out for a long time? Yeah, he's going to try and get back for the playoffs. Is that right? Yeah. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, and that's assuming that they make the playoffs. That's oh, good the for the Yankees, right? That would be right. That would be good. Although, the you know what? The Rays seem to win no matter who's playing that's for true. them. That's true. So I don't know. You tell me. Hard to say. You tell me, Jerry. You watch MLB Network. You tell me. I don't know nothing. Uh, the Phillies, by the way, are plus 125. So that would... I'm already boosting up your odds. Yeah. I'll let you know here. I'm working All on right. it. You work on it, Jerry. I'm working on it. Let's take a break because I don't want to start a whole new topic. Perfect. And well, then get caught up because I've got some... I got another. I got another story that proves why you shouldn't have children. No, that's no. that's yes, that's no, my story. No, no, uh, and, and you can I stick have to it. it. It's right, sports fine. related. Five thirty four reason not to have kids. Wonderful wisdom that you will not want to take uh take the advice from this person coming up next, and then a lot more to do. Boomer and Geo, six o'clock on the fan. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. All right, I did a little uh, calculating for you, Al. So if I have these odds right. You've got the Yankees and Garrett Cole, all money line bets. Yankees and Garrett Cole, minus 165 to beat the Blue Jays tonight. It looks like Jacob deGrom and the Mets, minus 150 to beat the Cubs tonight. And then if you throw in the Phillies to beat the Dodgers, Phillies are, and that's Zach Wheeler going against Kershaw, plus 125, a $100 bet would get you around 490. So if that intrigues you, I say go for it. That's a little too rich for my uh, blood, as we so say. So do fifty. Here. I would do like twenty dollars. So, oh, what on, would man. that give me? Eighty dollars. Eighty-five dollars. That's right. Why don't you try fifty? Fifty? Dude, you got so bet? many assets and stocks and bitcoins and bitcoins. And yeah. You got beach Doge property. Coins. For God's sakes, man! Fifty dollars. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing to just start betting baseball. Like it was your baseball. idea. Oh. I thought you tried to talk me into it. No, you asked me. I was asking you about, like, let's Garrett Cole tonight, Jacob DeGrom tonight. Give me those two to win. You told me he's not going to win me anything. I need to add something that is some intrigue to it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to win. If you just did those two yeah. on a $100 bet. What would I win, $8? You'd, you'd win. 
you'd get back so you would you'd win sixty dollars. You get back one sixty. That's not bad, Jerry. Oh, good lord. That's not terrible. Yeah, and then you'll bet ten bucks and you'll get back so you get back sixteen. Yeah. Woo. Win me some six dollars. And you'd be sitting there celebrating. Winner give winner. A, give me a salad today with those winnings. No, actually you wouldn't. You'd only oh. win six dollars. Yeah, not here in Not New around York. here. That's good point, Jerry. Good point. Another reason not to have children, why Eddie and I didn't have children, and uh, why those why. of you who have children, you got to beware of this sort of thing. Vince Wilfork, he has a child who's now, I think, 20-something years old. Uh, his son has been arrested and charged with stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from Vince Wilfork and stealing Super Bowl rings. Right, so um, he's a bad guy. There's the son, no question yeah. about it. Clearly was not raised right. So your theory of not having children because you're worried they'd become uh, criminals. Correct. 130 million kids are born every year. Right. Out of those 130 million, a small percentage of them, very small percentage of them, uh, matter of fact, not many of them do stupid things like that. How many out of the 130 million children born steal Super Bowl rings? One. One of them only, What do you think the odds of that are? Got to be pretty... It's got to be pretty big, good odds. All right, what is the percentage? <laughs> one out of 130 one million? out of, come Poor on. Vince Wilfork. Out of 130 million. <laughs> I think like Vince Wilfork was celebrating those Super Bowls when he won them. Then he celebrated the birth of his child. Who knew? Some years down the road, that child would steal his Super Bowl rings to try to sell them. What a punk kid. Yeah, I agree. This stinks. Yeah, it sure does. I but, hope one of your children doesn't grow up to steal your Pulse of the People award. When we win it. Which is uh, coming our way as a team, Jerry. It sure should. Uh, you did save a, 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 another human being, a, another fellow WFAN employee. You took in a uh, a dog? I took in a dog, right. These are Pulse of the People winning situations. You hang out with the people in Bradley Beach? I do, Jerry. Another Pulse of the People uh, thing to be recognized. I but... coach little children in baseball. Yep. I think we should be the winners. I agree, And Jerry. we do the show. And we do this. So poor Vince Wilfork. He's a big man, Jerry. Vince Wilfork. Is a... Do you know him at all? Have you ever been around him? I do not. Right, me neither. He but I could... hear positive things. I guess. I I don't know. Seems lovely. Do you think his son is large like he is? Large and in charge, Vince Wilfork's children? I'm going to say no. You're going to say a slim type? Uh, I'm just going to say not large and in charge. Have you seen any photos? Are you no. Just, you're asking me randomly? But I was just thinking, you don't see a lot of overweight criminals. They're always on the run. <laughs> right. I don't know. That's interesting, is yeah, it not? Yeah, I guess. Like, when's the last I've time never you really saw thought an, about that. an overweight criminal? I, I cannot think of one right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Top of mind. You're right that's about interesting. that. interesting. Now, cyber criminals, that's a different issue. Right. They can be overweight sitting at their desk. I would. I don't know. All right. So if I'm not aware of any overweight criminals and I'm afraid to have children because I don't want a child that will become a criminal, what if I had a fat kid? <laughs> you have to feed them, though. <laughs> I don't think any kid of yours is going to get fat on one sliver of Kit Kat a piece of chicken and a sweet potato. They might. I doubt it. They could, Jerry. No, unless they're sneak eating on you. Sneak eating. Yeah. You oh know, someone that hides their right. food so you can't find it, so only yes. they can eat it. And when you're not there, they're eating stuff they're telling you they're not. Sneak eating. Sneak eating. Yeah. Or they're sneak drinking. 
you know, so I'm not going to have a fat kid, which means my kid has a be- bigger potential of being a criminal since I could no be overweight wrong, people commit crimes. And I'll never say never. I don't think you're having kids. What? No offense. You're going to be 52. Doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. I mean, we've seen guys have kids in their 60s. Yeah. So Tony you- Randall had a kid in his 80s. Is Tony Randall still alive? He's he's got to be passed away because I feel like he had that kid in his eighties, like twenty years it's, ago. Okay, fair enough. Um, so you still have time if you choose to have children. Right. I I don't see it happening for you though. A because you you're so opposed to it. That's partly the problem. Um, B I just don't think at your age you want to do it. Tony Randall passed in two thousand four. So so that's a no. Seventeen years ago. Um, he was born in 1920, so he was... He would have been 80, 101. He was 84. Okay. He was 84 years old, but he, he and he had a baby at a very old age. What would you say? Like, probably 70s, right? I think he had that baby in his 80s, like, just before he passed. Wow. Let me see, Jerry. Let me get to, let me get to this. I'm going to the family. How the yeah. hell does Tony Randall come up? Tony Randall? <laughs> There's a better chance Julius Randall comes up than Tony Randall. On this show. Tony Randall had a child in 1998, so he was 78 years old. He must have super sperm. It means he was active. Tony Randall, super sperm. See, and that's where I'll never say never. As long as you stay active, you never right. know. You never know, Jerry. You never know. Uh, here's another interesting uh, story that comes out of the world of distance running. That's a, a phrase I never thought I'd hear. Here's an interesting story out of the world of distance running. Okay. Well, U.S. distance runner Shelby Houlihan says she was suspended for a positive steroid test. A distance runner on steroids? Yes. Wow. Which is not allowed. Oh. Oh. As a, a result, she said, that came from eating a tainted pork burrito she bought at a Mexican street food truck in her hometown in Oregon. Has this been proven? Well, they say that uh, pork, authentic pork, which this uh, food truck uses, authentic Mexican pork, sometimes the pork is treated with steroids and it stays in their system. That is bull crap central. (laughs) Then you eat the pork. (laughs) And you have steroids in your system. Potentially. you get any effects from that? Like can you lift weights and then get jacked? From eating pork? I got to start eating these uh, Mexican pork burritos from Oregon. I'll tell you, if you start eating these burritos and yeah. taking your testosterone, yes, we're not going to recognize you. No. You'll just be like, who's that real muscular guy over there eating pork burritos? And then six months later, when you stop all that, you'll become a lot more feminine and flabby. Yeah, I don't want that, Jerry. That's, we don't need that. That's the problem when you start the stuff. So I don't know who to believe here, this U.S. distance runner who's got a long career of uh, doing well, the right thing. I was going to say, I think the first thing we have to find out is, does there a, is there a checkered past? No checkered past. If not, I would tend to believe her then. But why would she, like, if you were a long distance, let's say an elite athlete, and if you're a long distance runner, you are an elite athlete. Yeah. Why would you get a, a pork burrito why from a food you? truck? Chad Ochocinco, as you've told us many times, lived at McDonald's. Which no, it's not wrong with McDonald's. It's also not a turkey sandwich on whole wheat bread. Yeah, I would feel like I would I would prepare my own foods. I wouldn't get well, sometimes, a sometimes no burrito. no offense. I I'm not I do not mean to be a jackass. Most people don't have nine to ten hours of free time every day during the workday. Wait a minute. So you're saying a distance runner maybe doesn't have time to prepare her meals? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a, then, it, first of all, she probably has a job. Second of all, distance running takes time. 
as opposed to you, who I'm not speaking at a turn, you're home by 1130 and you really have nothing to do until you wake up for work the next day. And yet some days I feel like (laughs) you don't have enough time. Yeah, Where did the day go? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, most people are running from place to place and it's not a bad thing. But they're busy. I like to be busy. I could not imagine sitting around for more than a half hour. After that, I feel like I got to get up and do something. So in your running around and getting things done, you might stop for a pork burrito out of a Mexican food truck. It's I possible. probably wouldn't be my choice, but yeah. yes, could I see myself stopping for something to eat if I'm not going home for dinner? Of course. And then maybe that pork burrito contains steroids. And maybe I get jacked. Maybe you get muscular. You never know. Then now I got to find a pork burrito, you know, truck in my area, which I haven't seen. Now that I would think by you, those food trucks are around in the summer, right? In certain spots, pork burrito food trucks. Well, I don't know if it's a pork burrito, but a food truck. No, I have seen some food trucks. Search out for the. Why don't we start a pork burrito food truck? Authentic pork, and we inject it with. <laughs> Alan Jerry's authentic Mexican pork burritos with extra steroids. <laughs> say what you got to say. For when you're working out. I've been in my condo, Jerry, down there in Bradley Beach for just over a year now, and it's already worth more than I paid for it. That's right. It's worth more in just a year's time, so stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. They make the entire mortgage process very easy. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages to learn more. Rates are still low, and you do not need to put down 20%, which a lot of people can't do. Go with Carney Bank. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, one last break. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo after this. We have an Odyssey sportsman at Amy Lawrence, and she is going after the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Nets won last night, 49 for Kevin Durant. The Islanders lost in Tampa. Wins for the Mets and Yankees. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, last night after this Nets game, Reggie Miller tweets <laughs> out the following. If you're Steve Nash and the Nets, would you sit James Harden and Kevin Durant in game six because of the heavy minutes tonight and push all your chips to the center for game seven? Uh, I saw this, and I saw he got beat up for it. He's just throwing it out there, and I understand his point. You've got you know, Durant with the Achilles. He's giving you 48 minutes. Harden, who we didn't even think was playing, gives you 46. That having been said, go try and win it. Go beat them in Milwaukee. Because then game seven, that would be in Brooklyn, yes? Yeah, which would be Sunday, I believe. Well, let's do it's that Sunday then. or Saturday. Let's rest those guys. Just Sunday. Google it. You Google it. Yeah, I know. I'm taking this one game at a time. Right let's, now, I'm worried about tomorrow. Let's rest these guys, Jerry. No, we're then, not resting And then let them. the Nets win it all uh, or win the series at home so Evan Roberts can enjoy it. Yeah, maybe we'll in get person. And maybe we'll get the podcast oh. next time. Oh. Really lazy of him. Very lazy. Very lazy. Oh. So oh. I did see. You know, it was funny. Did you see the uh, the meme, <laughs> as Jim Nance would call it? Of uh, Steve Nash hugging Durant after that. I did not see this. This is a meme. Yes. This looks a lot like uh, G and Lennox, not Lennox Lewis. Who's the fighter? What's his name? Deontay Wilder. Right. Deontay Wilder. (laughs) Where he's nestled into his breast. Yeah. Nash and Durant. It's a funny look. He's uh, uh, Nash is nestled into his uh, right shoulder. Yes. And he's got a very weird look on his face. He's also got to be taking a big sigh of relief, too. 
Jerry, would you say Kevin Durant put the team on his back? I would say Kevin Durant put the team I on put, his back and ran with them. Put yes. the team on my back. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. That's pretty good. That is pretty. And Jeff Green was huge yesterday. Jeff Green? They don't win without him last night. We never get tired of Thank giving God, away tickets no to the best games and concerts in town. And that continues today with tickets to see the Eagles at Madison uh. Square Garden.